0: Hi, it's Megan, and thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Woo as Fuck. This week we are talking all about our big life changes and what that means for us individually and why we made the choices we made. I hope that you're all having a wonderful day, and let's get into it. It's Megan and it's Lissa and welcome to this week's episode of who is fuck this week we are talking about life changes yes (laughs) (laughs) and being in flow so we both have um some changes and transitions that have occurred since um the beginning of the year we both are transitioning into I guess really like our whole lives are changing to not be dramatic, but it, that's the case.
1: Yeah, very literally. And I would like to point out that um, this all did
0: happen after our timeline jumps, yeah? Yes, they it, both, it happened for both of us after our timeline jumps. And I really want to point out some of the synchronicities between um, – well, it happens a lot in our lives, but we'll have um, the same similar type of thing happen at the same time on the same day pretty often. And with this, every single thing about it, and I think that maybe it was the universe giving us validation because it was a big, scary change, but it was really cool. So I guess we're, um, we're both going back to work. <laughs> um, so we, um, both needed to take time to do our own thing. And we both needed to kind of like flail around for a little while, um, to, Go back into the matrix. But we both set pretty um, strong parameters around what we wanted and were really clear about um, if we were going to work for a company, what we wanted that company to look like, what we wanted our energy to go into that to look like, and what we wanted. And we both interviewed for our basically like dream positions on the same day. And then we both had to meet with like a higher up um, around the same time. And then we both got the job offer. Oh, and we started looking for a job on the same day at the same time, too. Um, and then we both got our offer within like 30 minutes of one another. Incredibly synchronistic. That's
1: almost beyond yes. synchronicity, right? And um, and I want to say, too, that what's really interesting, so especially with the beginning of this season, because I remember talking strongly about how you do not have to work full time if you do not want to work full time. I personally was incredibly resistant to going back to work full time, as you all know, because I now have this position where I'm not really worried about money and I can just have all the time in the world to do the things that I want to do. Um, But at the end of the day, I, I miss the stability and the ability to regularly offer my services in a way to the collective where it's structured. And so as counter, like, what's the word? it seems so opposite of what I was talking about in prior podcasts. So I just want to acknowledge the contrast between that, but I also want to let you guys know that I had an experience of really breaking down um, before this timeline jump where I just didn't, I felt like I wasn't really standing on solid ground to be able to offer what I want. And I am not confident in my ability to work for myself full time. And I don't feel completely satisfied in my job right now even though it provides for me in the way that I in the way that I need in terms of stability and i'm trying to think of a good way to word this it's like i was really excited about being able to do whatever i want whenever i want and then that kind of got old really quickly because i want to create something new where i'm able to like act in my gifts and abilities you know and so i worked really hard to try and manifest that thing And it just didn't come to fruition. It's just not ready yet. It's not, it's not like incubated long enough yet. So I had a breakdown moment where I didn't really know what I was doing. And I decided, "Ah, I guess I just need to be open to letting the universe provide for me in a way that I don't understand. And I ended up getting offered a literal dream position. And I'm not going to go into that on detail here because I'm learning how to really protect my energy in new ways. And especially with TikTok, I'm learning that I definitely don't want to be sharing my information with everybody. And in regards to this podcast, I've been incredibly open and honest about all of my stuff. And I'm not opposed to continuing to do that, but there's a time and a place. And I, again, am learning about energy exchange and I'm learning about protecting myself and grounding my energy. And so I'm going to be saving the personal nitty gritty for Patreon from here on out, just as a means of really showing up for myself in a new way. And I'm going to keep things a little bit more general in terms of my personal life on here. But that being said, I did accept a very literal dream position and all of that lined up with Megan accepting her position. And we are decidedly going back into the matrix. And what's interesting to me is that me just a couple of weeks ago, prior to this timeline jump would have considered that a failure and One of the reasons I would have considered that a failure is the way that I've really presented myself on here as being anti nine to five, being done with the system, doing what I need to do here and there to be able to support myself and then having all the free time in the world to be able to do what I want. Well, you know what I learned from that experience is that the contrast of that from going from a structured reality where everything was sort of set in stone to being able to create whatever I want, what I experienced was a little bit of chaos and instability Because the thing I'm creating, like I said, hasn't been incubated long enough for me to be able to deliver it in a really, how do you say, like consistent, manageable way by myself. Anyone who started their own business, I'm sure has had a similar experience. I thought I was ready and I didn't fall on my face. It wasn't a failure, but I definitely have more learning to do. And I was able to get a position where I'm going to get to learn a lot more. So... With that, Megan, do you want to talk a little bit about what it feels like to be going? Well, actually, time out. So then we did this timeline jump, then I had a bit of a breakdown. I applied to positions, and then I got a position then I, it happened. The thing happened. And now i we'll, we'll talk about this more later in the podcast. I currently took this trip to myself because it's the last uh like long chunk of free time I'm gonna have for a while. And I really wanted to just make time and space for myself to be in this new energy and get ready for this new life experience that I'm about to have. But um, we'd really like to talk today about flow and what it's like when you listen to your intuition. But before we get into that, I would like Megan to talk about what we mean when we say going back into the matrix and how we are both
0: learning to understand that in a new way. So for me, what this all really boils down to is um, two things. One is having a stronger foundation. I have worked for myself in the past and I have failed multiple times at working for myself in the past. And usually I try to make sure I have some sort of foundation. But in this specific instance, I needed to um, move on from a position where I was not being respected as an employee and my time and boundaries weren't being respected. So I needed to jump away from that. And I was immediately in a position of, well, what do I do? Do I just work for myself? That seemed like the obvious answer because I have the skills and availability to work with clients full time. But then I very quickly realized that um, I don't really want to work with clients if I'm being really honest and real. I love doing design. I love doing development. I love helping people and supporting people. But I don't like the sales side of things at all. If I had someone like to do the sales for me, that would be really cool, but I don't. I my energy does not mesh well with the act of selling my time to someone else. And what I really want to focus on for myself is building um, passive income. I have some passive stuff that I've built in the past that does like okay now, even though and by my standards today it's pretty garbage. But stuff still sells, and <laughs> I really want to put a focus on like not only creating passive income for myself, but also. Um, teaching other people how to do it and helping people brainstorm with ideas and stuff and kind of making it into like a, a series and maybe doing some studio vlogs or something i don't know what i want to do but i know i don't want to work with people directly in that way if i'm being really candid and honest about it and i had to like experience this to really come to like terms with the fact that that's not what i want to do um and I kind of had a moment, too, where I was like, well, do I just go back to work? Is it, And it felt like I was resigning myself to this, like, I have to go back into the matrix or whatever. So I was really intentional when I was looking for positions about, is the company good? Do they actually care about their people? Do they actually um, care about burnout? What is their work life balance? Do they think that, you know, there's time and space? Do they give back to their community? Um, and so many things. And I found a position where, The schedule is perfect for me to have time in the morning to do actual self-care, actual meditation, whatever I need to do for myself, and have time to do passive stuff every single day before I even start working. And not like I'm getting up at 5 a.m. to do all of this. I can sleep in until 7 and still have time for those things, or 8 even, and still have time for those things. And it has me only getting off work 30 minutes later than my partner. And so I still have time to be with my partner, which I've not had a lot of time in years with my partner after work, because I'm usually working all of the time. And the company gives to the community all the time. And it, there are so many things about this position that just were really synchronistic and perfect for me. But the biggest one is that I was really candid and real. And we both were in our interviews about who I am and what I'm looking for. And I was talking about um, burnout. I was really candid about my burnout and I was really candid about my boundaries and they really honored and respected them because they've structured their entire company around having balance, which was incredible. And then number two is taking all of these tools and these like new perspectives back into the matrix so that we can essentially um, kind of help rewire the system. So the more of us that are awake and aware and conscious beings in the 3D world and in the matrix and doing the grind, we can make decisions like if we're in positions of power (laughs) that can actually make a difference. So when I'm working with people doing marketing and design, I can be really conscious about how we're like what how we're presenting it to their audience. And that's such a big deal. That's such a big deal to recognize that
1: because where we were at before in our mentality and thinking truly was that we needed to build a new system that, and the way that I see it is very um, like in imagery with lights. And I've kind of told you guys about this before, but in my mind, I thought that it was important for me to build something new that existed outside of that system so that I could really serve people in the way that I know how. And what I've realized recently in the last two weeks, especially, and since that timeline jump is it's much more about bringing your best self forward into a position that is in alignment with what you want to offer so that you can basically illuminate that space and serve in a way where it creates new pathways out naturally. And I would like to note, so Megan was really intentional about her desire for work-life balance and what that work schedule would look like for her. And her time away with her contrast really helped her figure out that she would be willing to work for somebody else under very specific conditions that would allow her to have that work-life balance. And for me, my contrast, my time away from work, which I mean, I never really completely stepped away from work, but it was about having a schedule where I was free to be in nature. That's really what it was about at the core was I just wanted to spend time in nature It's interesting how emotional I still get when I talk about that. Um, I've been disconnected from the elements a good chunk of my adult life. When I was in my early twenties, I would travel to the desert a lot and I went to Burning Man and I was really involved in community and I just loved the high desert especially and felt a deep connection there. And that went away that like kind of went into hibernating and uh, went into hibernation rather. And so with me, in looking for this new position, my well, my contrast showed me that I need nature in my life, that I need nature. And I was under the impression that I had to move to get that. And my time away showed me that that's a core component of my being. I need to have time to be outside on a regular basis. And also my time away showed me that if I don't have the structure to be able to offer like services in terms of helping people in a structured way... It feels like something's missing. It really feels like something's missing in my life. And that's such a beautiful thing because it showed me, oh, (laughs) like there really is something that I'm here to do. And not everybody's that way. Some people are just here to have life experience, right? But for me, it really is about showing up and working with people one-on-one and in groups in a very specific way that allows me to be of service. And in my own counseling business, where I'm seeing clients privately, the amount of people that book are just so inconsistent that it doesn't give me a regular platform to be able to offer that. So my contrast showed me, I want to be outside, I want to be in nature, and I want to be able to work with people in a healing modality where I can just like, let who I am be who I am. Unassisted. It's sort of like when I'm in that work, I don't have to try. It's all just very natural. It's this flow state. And when I don't have an outlet for that, I feel kind of blocked up and like I don't have direction. And just like Megan got exactly what she asked for, I got exactly what I asked for. So I'm now going to have the opportunity to do that. And one of the things that I was very open and candid about in my interview process was this podcast and was seeing private clients and this YouTube series that I'm now doing with Tarot. And I was convinced that if I went into any type of um, like 3D professional interview, yeah, any type of professional interview where I said, I do tarot and I have a podcast called the Woo Is Fuck podcast and I see personal clients under the name All Things Woo that I would be laughed at and um, judged, which that was my ego talking. And I learned a lot from that because not only was it seen and heard, but it was encouraged. And I was told like, Uh, well, yeah, that's incredible. That's, and I got to tell them about the tools for the toolbox that we're creating. And it's like, you know, when, when you're clear with the universe about what the actual intention is, and when that intention, we've talked a lot about this, when that intention is in alignment with your heart, not your ego, not your personality, not the shoulds in your life, but with your actual heart's desire, things open up in ways that you wouldn't even begin to believe. So I got to basically get over myself and realize that things that I thought were impossible were only impossible because of my own limiting beliefs. And Megan and I are both now going to get the experience of being able to integrate these new timelines and live a completely new life with new experiences and then get to share that experience on this platform because we're still very committed to this podcast and, um, and now we get to show up for you guys in a new way, which will be really exciting.
0: I want to be honest about the fact that I was really nervous to admit that in one podcast, I'm going to say, Oh, Hey, I quit my job and I'm blowing up my life. And then in the next one, I'm like, Oh, Hey, I'm going back into the matrix and not because I was working part time. And now I'm going back to a, a full-time role. And I felt really, And I'm sure that was my ego, um, judging myself for it. But I think that it's really amazing that we both are willing to be in flow and we're both willing to admit when we've made, like, I don't think I made any wrong decisions at all. I think that I did everything that I needed to do because I needed to learn lessons. I needed to face hard realities. I needed to look at certain things and grow in certain ways. And if I hadn't gotten to the point where I was so burned out that I, could no longer continue, I would not be so firm and strong in my boundaries. And I would not have found this position where I have so much paid time off and so many opportunities and uh, such a great schedule that and good pay too. But um, I wouldn't have any of that because I would just be looking at every single standard corporate position and not opening myself to other opportunities. And very similarly,
1: so I also, in like the first podcast of this season, I was loud, like almost uh, like with a chip on my shoulder saying like, you do not have to, like you don't have to do what you want to do. Like you can literally, I even remember saying like, you can just do a part-time whatever job and then have all the rest of the time to do the things you want to do. And so again, so we were both really nervous about coming on here and being like, how do we articulate that this is a success for us and not a failure? Because in the process of returning in the way that we were, we felt like failures, even though we knew we weren't. And now going into it, it feels like this gigantic release and success isn't the right word, but like growth. It feels like growth and expansion. And it really is about contrasting experiences. And for us, what's really important is that you hear this because – So many people go through this and they don't share that experience and then they think that they are somehow like not doing it like quote unquote right that all these other people out there have it figured out and they know what they're doing and they have like Positive things in their life, and like, how do they get there? And so, what's important to us is to be open, honest, and transparent about our experiences, so that you know that if you're going through something similar, you're really not alone. And I would also like to add that for me, my my contrast was much more about abundance as well. And I didn't really mention this part, but when I left my position in July of last year, one of the things that I faced for the first time ever, really in my adult life, was the inability to support myself financially. I've always been somebody that has had a position of like status is not the right word, but like a position, like a career, somebody that's always had a career and that's in my field, a career in my field and was fine financially. Like, yeah, I have crippling debt, but who doesn't? I'm 32 and I live in California. That's totally normal. Um, Ooh, listen to me justify that to myself. But anyways, like, so In my mind, not in my mind, in my heart, I know for a fact that just like Megan experienced uh, that whole work-life flow balance thing when she stepped away from her position and quit. When I left in July, what I experienced was fear of not being able to support myself, not having enough money to pay bills, recognizing what it's like to really take a big jump like that without something else lined up. And I got to really feel viscerally what it's like to not have enough income, any income to not be able to financially support myself. And I promise you beyond a shadow of a doubt, that is what opened up this now experience of not only having a position that supports me financially, but I am about to step into the most abundant time in my life. And that's a direct contrast, it's a direct contrasting experience to what I was going through a little less than a year ago. Because everything really is equal and opposite. So at the time, I didn't understand it. Well, actually, I did. I knew it. I knew that that's what was happening. And I actually would talk about that on my TikTok. But it was hard to believe it, even though I knew it to be true. And anyone else uh, in a similar situation, I know that you know what I mean, even, even though that sounds weird. Meaning, when I didn't have any money, when I couldn't pay my bills, when I was freaking out and asking for my like assistant. Or receiving assistance from my partner in a way that made me feel really uncomfortable because I'm used to being financially independent. I understood in the depth of that and in the core of that that I was building a platform to experience more abundance than I've ever known possible because I was opening myself up to feeling the fear of not being able to support myself. But it meant literally feeling that fear. And it was terrifying because I've never truly felt that before. I've always just known, like, yeah, I can support myself, I'm fine. So really giving into that feeling and not giving up and just trusting that it really was going to work out while also fully embodying that feeling. I'm still working on this in relationships right now, meaning there's a big difference between knowing something to be true or thinking about your feelings versus feeling them in your visceral emotional body. So in July, in my emotional body, I felt the feeling of not being able to support myself and it felt terrible. And I let that work its way through my system. And that really did build the foundation for the equal and opposite where I'm now like the extent to which I felt terrible then is the extent to which I feel abundant now, which is it's,
0: it's hard to put into words, but I know you know what I mean. I want to talk about um, people that you think are successful I have worked with a lot of them, I'm sure. So <laughs> I have worked with probably over the years, thousands of different companies and different people and um, small companies and big companies and everything in between. And I can tell you for a fact that the people that you like have parasocial relationships with that you think are incredible, don't know what the fuck they're doing. None of them know what they're doing. I have designed courses um, for individuals who are like experts in their field and are they're selling them for thousands of dollars for one person. Um, and I wrote most of it, and I'm not in that industry. I just wrote it for them and structured it for them and designed it for them. They had no idea what they were doing, and they would be candid with me about the fact that like they need help with researching this. They need help with doing it. Everyone has imposter syndrome. Everyone is just flailing around and doing their best, and they're just human beings. I don't care how famous they are. They are just humans and they are flawed. But that's where we come in, Megan. And
1: I yeah. think that this is really important to talk about because this is what our attempt is in terms of the service that you and I provide. So we both provide our own individual services, right? Like um, in terms of energy work and counseling. But when it comes to you and me in this podcast, we're literally tr- attempting with every fiber of our being to do the opposite of that. We're trying to show you this is really where we feel as though we took a turn that didn't serve us. And this is what we learned from that. And this is how we implemented the lesson of that. And this is what's on the other side of that. And we're doing this in real time so that you can understand that this is like literally the human experience. And the fact that we're able to really make progress in our personal lives and achieve these hopes, aspirations, and dreams that we didn't really think we were capable of in this capacity before starting this podcast and the fact that we're able to share that with you and the fact that along that journey we have literally crumbled and been at a loss and had panic attacks and episodes of depression and it's only been like what seven eight months you know we we want you all to understand like this is part of it it's not it's not a straight line. And it's not you work on yourself and you heal and then progress comes into your life. That's really not how it is. It's all very cyclical. And to me, it feels much more like a loop that keeps elevating, like a loop that goes up and then comes back down, but then goes up higher and then comes back down and then goes up higher and then comes back down. And what I really appreciate about what we're doing is in each one of those moments where we've had a dip we have the experience of sharing that with you so that you can understand that just because you're in that low, not good feeling place doesn't mean that everything that you're working to create in your life isn't also manifesting behind the scenes in a very energetic way.
0: And that's why it's so important that you're really in touch with the energy around what you want and you're looking at the root of things because sometimes you might think that you want a piece of chocolate when really what you want is nourishment. And sometimes you feel like you maybe need like a physical connection with your partner when really what you need is just love and support. And if you're constantly like paying attention to your body and you're paying attention to your needs and you're paying attention to your wants versus your needs, or if like, say you, you really want something and you're looking a few levels deeper and you're taking that time to really check in with yourself, um, it's a lot easier along the journey but there is no healing process that is linear. You're never going to go from straight point A to point B. You're going to make a bunch of loops and zigzags, and you're going to have three steps forward and four steps back. And it's going to feel really frustrating in your journey because every time you heal something in yourself, then another thing becomes like really apparent. So right now, my focus is really on my like, relationship to work and my relationship myself and really taking care of myself and not putting everyone else first and setting boundaries and doing all of these things. And I'm sure once I go through all of the the levels of this healing, I'm going to uncover something new and exciting. And we'll all get to hear about it when that comes up. But it, it's not linear and you're not failing and you're not an imposter and you're not doing anything wrong. You're just healing. And it's messy. I also love how you guys are getting to hear
1: the specifics of it, like how different it is. Like healing isn't just healing. Megan just said, you know, she's working on like making time for herself and figuring out work that allows her to make time for, mm, that's not even the way to put it. Taking up space and being herself in a new way where she no longer feels insecure in being all of who she is. And Megan, do you want to add anything to that? How would you, you just described it, but do you want to, I don't want to misinterpret that.
0: I think that um, like what it really boils down to is showing up for myself, taking up space for myself and prioritizing myself because for my entire life from childhood through now, and I'm in my thirties, I have put everyone else's needs, needs ahead of mine. I even, I downloaded this app the other week. Um, And I stopped using it because, um, I'm not super great at commitment, but also I realized like a lesson from it. So I downloaded this cute little app where you do self care, but you're taking care of like a little, a little bird. And it's a really cute little bird and you like journal and you like stretch and you like take breaks for yourself and breathing exercises. And whenever you complete those activities, you can like send your little guy out on a journey to like learn and grow. And he comes back and tells you about like, I read this book and you get to like interact with them and help them develop a personality and silly fun technology things. But then um, I was realizing that I was taking care of myself because I was taking care of this little virtual creature that doesn't exist. And that I needed to download that though, because I realized I was doing it again, but in a new way and um that i can be my own little bird hmm. but if you're struggling with it it really got me started with doing stuff again because i, I needed that external thing i would love to link that or what do you it's what's called, the called finch finch
1: okay i love and that. and it's really cute <laughs> it sounds really cute well it sounds like a really incredible idea but i think you're right it's like it's it's unfortunate it's, it's really positive that tools like that exist. It's really unfortunate that the structure we live in mm, needs a tool like that to exist for us to pay attention to our own self-care. And the thing that I wanted to point out is how beautiful it is because all the healing journeys are different. You guys, you're, whoever is listening to this right now, you, like me talking to you specifically in this moment, you're the journey that you're on. I don't even want to call it a journey because I understand a lot of people won't, uh, resonate with that term. Your life experience is so specific to you, so unique to you. It doesn't look like anybody else's. And Megan just described what hers is right now. Mine is about um, learning how to trust myself, trust my intuition, and basically like let go to my own, how would I describe this? It's taking off the mask, not being somebody I'm not, um, and being who I actually am. But in order to be who I actually am, I have to feel my feelings and I'm recognizing now the ways in which I have been running from that and the ways in which that not only is not serving me, but negatively impacting all of my relationships. And so I'm getting to show up for myself in a really new way and practice my own self-care in a new way by really listening and showing up. And the way that I show up in friendships and partnerships is super unconditional. And the way I show up for myself is very conditional. And the way that I trust other people is a direct reflection of me trusting myself. So it's really interesting. And learning how to trust, I'm like, oh, this is all a direct reflection of my m- my own questioning of myself. And once I get that figured out, once I learn that piece, that core component, everything else will just fall into place. I won't need to trust anybody outside of myself because I trust me. And the reason I'm actually here right now, the reason I'm in the mountains in this hotel room recording this podcast is because I received a like intuitive hit, I guess you could call it, but, or message or whatever you want to, whatever you want to say that if I wanted to align with my best case scenario, the pious timeline and the best thing for me, I would be here today doing this. And this is a long drive away from my home. And I knew that I had the time available, but there are a thousand reasons I could have talked myself out of it. And I tried to multiple times. And I thought about going somewhere closer to home, somewhere less expensive, somewhere that wasn't such a hassle. And every single time I ran those alternatives through my mind, all I heard was my heart saying, or you could just listen. You could just listen and you can just trust yourself. And if you choose that option, it will have a positive result. It will align you with the best possible thing. And me being me asked myself, but what is that? And all I heard was, it's it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a feeling place. It's a feeling place. It's learning to trust myself. So I'm here and I did it and I would just like you all to know that the way in which I am growing personally, you, my guess is you can probably hear it in my voice because I'm noticing as I'm talking that my voice is a little bit deeper and a little bit more confident. Um the the way in which this is already changing me as a person is I don't need anybody outside of me to be okay. And the way that I've clung to other people's perspectives and opinions of me to determine whether or not I am okay has been damaging in my life. And if I can just really show up for myself fully, as I'm showing up for myself fully in this now moment, everything else falls away and mm, situations, circumstances, and problems that were presenting themselves no longer become an issue because they were in the mind. And if you're following my YouTube tarot series, the last card I pulled was the nine of swords. And this is very much that energy. It's me recognizing how I'm getting in my own way, what is made up in my mind as being something that I'm worried about that's completely unnecessary and how me not making time for myself ever in my adult life, me not making myself a priority ever in my adult life has continually had negative repercussions. And so just like Megan is finally now ready to really show up for herself and do that self-care, I'm finally ready to trust myself and make myself a priority in a new way. And these are our personal journeys, but yours is your own. And now's the time to really get intimately familiar with the ways in which you're shape-shifting and growing and molding yourself because never before, I think, in in this world, have people been more receptive and open to receiving you in that new way and in the person you're becoming?
0: We are all really growing and expanding in new ways, and we're all in different waves of healing and, and kind of understanding things. But it's really important that you have so much room and space and grace with yourself whenever you're going through whatever life change you're going through. And sometimes you might not understand why you need to do whatever it is that you need to do, but you're following your intuition. And almost every time that I've just followed something on a whim, because it felt like really deep in my core that it was important without an understanding of what it meant for me, almost always had some sort of really impactful um, repercussion in my life. For example, um, back in March, I think, Someone posted in a group, hey, I want to like get a directory of some stuff. And um, does anyone have any ideas of like a good way to get a directory? And I don't use Facebook that often. I almost never I, like, am engaged in anything. I almost never check it. But I happened to see that post and felt called to say, hey, um, I'm actually really great with um, data analysis and like sh- spreadsheets and stuff. I could probably help you build a directory um, of some sort. And it turned into a website. And then it turned into... Lisa reaching out and asking if she could help with it, and that turned into a podcast <laughs> because of just one time I said, "Hey, I'm gonna open Facebook, even though I hate Facebook, and that was the
1: same w- me commenting on that facebook po- me commenting on a Facebook post it led to this podcast, and also us following our own intuition with what we like originally wanted to create. So let's talk about, let's talk for a minute about, because we're talking about what the end result is when you follow your intuition. But I want to be really candid and clear that what I'm learning in this now moment is what intuition feels like. And I'm also learning that in terms of what I can offer the collective, that what my real, like, sort of the work that I'm here to do. Again, not everybody is here to do work. And I want to be really clear about that as well. Some people are here to have life experience, to have a good time and just enjoy themselves. So please don't listen to my you know, purpose, which the purpose is just to live life, but my passion in life and think, oh, well, that means I need to figure out what I need to do. That's not it at all. This is just me sharing my experience. So one of the things that I'm here to offer is the lived experience of what it's like to learn how to hear intuition. Because I was not given that ability as a child or as an adult. It wasn't something I understood. I didn't know how to hear it. I didn't know what it felt like. And I'm sure that it's different for everybody, but it's not really something that we talk about. So... I'll ask you first, Megan, and then I'll answer it because it's still, it, I know for a fact that you hear yours and probably have for a long time, but I'm still learning. So when you are listening to your intuition, when we say that what, is that, what is that for you? What is that experience like?
0: I have a really clear in my stomach, like a yes, no indicator. I can feel in my body if something is a yes and I can feel if it is a no. And if I'm doing something that isn't in alignment, I know it's a no, but I often, and that's how I ended up burned out was I would often push past because it's like, it's just one more no, it's just one more no. And then I can start doing yeses. And I, I feel it in my, it's in my stomach. It's, um, it's in my sacral. It's, um, a really resounding yes or no for me because I mean, if you look at my human design, that's just really in alignment with it. Um, and it's a really physical feeling in my body. It very literally feels like my gut is telling me yes or no. Is that the human design where you also make sounds
1: in your authority? Like where your body can make like sounds. Do you know what I'm talking about? Are you
0: sacral or, um, I'm, I, um, I don't know. I don't like have it memorized. I just remember that being a, a fact that they were like discussing with me and then they were talking about yeah. how, um, whenever I make decisions, is that what it's like for you? And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what it's like for me. It's a really strong yes or no, like pendulum. I do want to uh, look this up real quick. I'm a solar plexus, emotional martyr, heretic three, five. My definition is split. My signature is satisfaction. My not self theme is frustration. My strategy is to respond. I'm a generator. And I'm a right angle cross of explanation. Um, I wonder,
1: it's so funny. People that know human design might, I, I feel like yeah, they might I'm be sure I've just told someone
0: like everything about myself. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah.
1: People like people that don't know human design are like, that sounds confusing. And people that do know human design, I can just feel you being like, oh, <laughs> like what? Oh. <laughs> like she basically just revealed literally everything about herself. But, um, so, so you are sacral, I'm splenic. So I do want to talk about the differences between those and then I'll explain what my, um, what my intuition sounds like and why it was so confusing for me so when you and i know very little about human design you guys but i do i do know about the authorities which is the authorities are how you make decisions and like how your body knows when something's right or wrong for you and there's no right or wrong really it's all just building experience right but um megan's and again megan you said you're sacral right i want to make sure i'm getting this right yes Okay. So sacral authority is when your actual body will give you a response. And it usually is literally in the gut. Like what she's talking about is right in alignment with her human design. And oftentimes too, you can hear sacrals in their voice and, or their stomach might literally make a sound. So the way that I've heard this to be true, but it's different for everybody, it's different for everybody. But the way that I've seen this with some people in my life is um, like, if you ask a sacral do you wanna go get Thai food? And they go, like for this person in particular I'm thinking about, they go like, yeah, that would be a no. <laughs> but if they go, yeah, that would be a yes. So I think that it's different based on the person, but like a down tone would be like a uh-huh, and a up tone would be like a uh. Ah. And then also not only is it a gut feeling, but your body can very literally make noises in relation to yes or no questions and your body might actually have very real feelings to yes or no questions. So that's sacral. I, I, uh, and that's, there's also emotional authority, which is, I don't know how anyone exists in life as an emotional authority. I have so much respect and love for you guys. That is when you you need to go through an entire emotional wave that usually takes about one lunar cycle to feel all of the feelings and all of the possibilities. And then you come up with all the, or you have all the data, then you make a decision based on data analysis of your emotions, basically. So for those that are emotional authority, you just take time. You take time and you feel all the feelings and then eventually you understand what's right for you. Now, very much the opposite of that. I am splenic splenic is intuitive. It's an immediate yes or no. And I'm getting goosebumps talking about this. The thing about splenic authorities is it's in the moment intuitive. Yes or no. And then that's it. It doesn't come back. And if you're not listening, it's going to be hard to know what it was. So if somebody asks me a question, a yes or no question, and if I just tap in in that very instant, there will be an undeniable intuitive yes or no. If I'm not paying attention and if my intuitive abilities are like not online or if I'm repressing or self-abandoning, not only do I not hear it, but it is inaccessible to me. And this is how I've been living most all of my adolescence and most of my adult life is just being out of touch with that intuition. So the way that it feels now is I feel it in my heart and I feel it in my throat. So when I think of, for example, when I thought of coming here, I was feeling anxious before a shift uh, at work as a waitress. And as I was about to go into work, I was feeling anxious and overwhelmed. I thought about being in the desert. The thought of being in the desert made my heart space open up as if I were already there and it felt like a gigantic release of energy. And I just felt like at peace and at home. And then I kind of heard, but it's not really hearing. If you listen to your intuition, you, you might understand what I mean. It was, and you can go there next week. And then I pictured myself in a specific room recording this podcast the next week, which is now in this moment. So we're kind of talking about timeline work and time travel in a sense, because I'm now in the moment that my intuition told me about. And I was told, if you listen to this, if you listen to this, Lissa, you will have the best possible outcome. And that was me listening. I heard it. I heard it. And then I was able to run through all the other scenarios in my head. And I could also feel the no, no, no. And it just kept coming right back to this place, this time, this experience that I'm having now with all of you. So thank you for holding space. And um, I can feel it in my throat when I say yes, but mean no. And I feel it in my heart as well. It feels like a literal contraction or expansion. So a yes feels like, and a no feels like, uh, like literal contraction and expansion. But I have not listened to that. And also one other important thing to note about sacral authority, excuse me, splenic authorities, which may or may not be true for others. I'm not sure. I haven't really talked to other splenics about this, but, um, that intuitive hit yes or no. When I don't listen to that, the one thing I will do to use my own free will to impose a yes. When my intuition says no, is I will immediately go into a mental story about why the yes is a yes and why I am right. And, uh, my friend Jess, has dealt with me gaslighting myself off and on for like seven years now. And she's a projector. So if you know anything about human design, projectors can see through to the core of things. And she always knows when I'm lying to myself. She knows with crystal clarity when I'm lying to myself. And that poor woman has dealt with me lying to myself for years at a time, completely unable to reflect that back to me because anytime she did, I would get mad at her. And we've literally had one circumstance where, it was sort of, it was like, we've never really fought, but it was a lot of dis-ease in our relationship because she was reflecting truths to me that were based on intuitions I did not listen to and denied. And my inner response to that was anger and like stubbornness and you're wrong. So that's also how a no will show up for me is through my own ego imposing free will to be right about something that isn't true for me.
0: I want to talk about anxiety and intuition because I am an anxious person. My partner is anxious. Um, and uh, I know you also have anxiety. So sometimes um, it can be difficult to differentiate your anxiety from your intuition, especially whenever it comes to a big life change. So I've found, and, and if you're in the situation, you're trying to figure it out, is For me, my intuition feels like um, a yes or no, and there's no story. It is just a a feeling of yes or no, and I can have the feeling of, like, it feeling good or it feeling bad, but there isn't an actual story. But when it's my anxiety, I can tell it's my anxiety because it's a, yes, you should do that thing because this is going to happen, and this is going to happen, and then that's going to result in this happening, and this person's going to say this thing, and you should think about this, and what if it happens in this way, and it's like a whole big slew of possibilities from that outcome and it's it's so much noise and static and um, intuition really feels just calm and peaceful and it's not no you're dumb it's it's a no it's okay or yeah it's a yes and it feels good and there's no story that accompanies it how is it for you are you asking me how is it for me yes
1: Okay, yeah, so anxiety versus intuition, I would like to say, um, man, just thank you all for being present for this moment for me. I want you to know that this is a gigantic moment like this is I have ignored my intuition so many times, and so the fact that I like made the effort to come out here and went through a rather treacherous like eleven hour drive to get here, and the fact that I'm able to sit here and record this podcast with you now, knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is what my intuition told me to do and that we are now talking about intuition on this podcast just feels like a very full circle moment. And so I'm incredibly grateful. But in terms of what it feels like for me and anxiety, I want to put a sidebar here and explain that I did not understand. I did not understand until this trip, the capacity to which I am capable of feeling other people's emotions in my emotional body, like I feel them. I feel them, and then, oftentimes, I think they are my feelings. When when we discuss empathy and being empathetic or being an empath, and everybody's an empath, but not a lot of people talk about the shadow aspect of that. In my my what I would term the shadow aspect of that, which is not knowing that. You are feeling another person's emotions and then responding to your reality through that person's lived experience of reality and not through your own version of reality. So, when we're talking about anxiety, I think for me, what I'm recognizing is that a lot of my anxiety comes from putting myself in a situation where. I am feeling another person's feelings, not recognizing that I'm doing that, not grounding, shielding, and setting up boundaries for that, and therefore sort of having a um, like emotional body overload because there's inconsistency and cognitive dissonance with what's going on, and I interpret that as anxiety and panic. Now, I also just have some neurological wiring and DNA that predisposes me to experience panic and anxiety. So, but that could also be rooted in empaths in my family. I truly don't know, you know, it's, it's this and that, but in regards to intuition, when I know that something is true. So Megan's talking about feeling it, feeling a yes or no. For me, it's a knowingness in my body that goes beyond it's just a knowingness. It's like, I know that I'm speaking into a microphone right now. You can tell me, someone could come up to me and tell me that's not true, but I have no desire to convince them otherwise. When I am, like I said, when I am not listening to my intuition, I feel the need to outwardly convince other people that my truth is true because I need that what I'm actually now recognizing in that moment, I need to feel their emotional response to that because then it gets to be true for me in my emotional body as an empath. Does that does that make sense, guys? Think about that for
0: a second. So essentially, what you're saying is that other people are your like emotional pendulum, kind of like mine. No. You know, as internal, you're looking for external validation of that.
1: Yeah, it goes beyond external validation though, which I'm realizing in this now moment because if I'm able to feel other people's emotions, wow, this is so. God, oh man, this is so deep. I can't even. I can't even. Wow, this is it. This is a big light bulb moment for me, guys. So bear with me here because I didn't know this about myself. If I'm not following my intuition, if I'm engaging in behavior that's out of alignment, and if I'm able to convince other people around me that what I'm doing is in alignment and is something I want to be doing, then I can feel the feelings of them responding to that and if they believe me then it feels true within me so it's this full loop thing and when I talk about my friend who sees through my bullshit and knows every time when I'm lying to myself of course that would create friction in our friendship because she's the only person that I wouldn't then be able to experience the positive emotion of my truth through does that make sense Megan does that make sense to you I want to make sure I'm making sense
0: no, I think that makes sense. I think that it makes a lot of sense, and it's a mirror that you don't always want to see yourself in, because yeah, that, you want to have that lived fantasy. Exactly, and it's living fantasy.
1: So, so when it's a yes, when I'm listening to my intuition and it's a yes, it feels like a calmness and a still and a quiet and an expansion and a, it's like calm. It just feels like calm. It feels like a oh okay, that's truth. And I don't feel the need to express it to anybody. I don't feel the need to convince anybody of anything. I don't feel the need to share that experience with other people. I just kind of know it to be true within me. And, um, and being able to actually hear that, I'm, I've, only been a, I've only been really practicing this, I'd say, since 2019.
0: So it's still a new experience for me to really listen to it in this way. So I think a really good tool for our toolbox this week is going to be what does a yes feel like to you? What does a no feel like to you? What does it feel like when you are trying to make a no a yes? And really
1: looking at that. And it's so different for each of you. It's so different for each of you. And if you are, if, you fo- if you're if you on our Patreon, I would love people to like comment what it is because not knowing different ways in which people implement this really prevented me from being able to look at myself in an objective way and figure out how I'm doing it. Because I just thought if I th- think something feels right, then it's right. And if it doesn't feel right, it's not right. And for me, it has nothing to do with feeling. It's a knowing. I just know if my if I'm listening to my intuition or not. And the feelings really get in the way. Can you Can you all hear that? The way in which Not only were my feelings getting in the way, but they were allowing me to manipulate myself and to not listening to my intuition. Whereas with Megan, when she's in touch with her feelings, it it reinforces her intuition. So this is really a personal process and it involves you taking time to listen to your body and your mind
0: and your heart to figure out what's true for you. I want to take a moment to talk about our tools for our toolbox because I don't think in any official capacity we've really discussed fact that we have them in pdf form now
1: what we haven't oh sorry i kind of no, yelled in the so. there but that, that that boggles my mind yeah. <laughs> this is so, the thing i'm what? most proud of you guys this
0: is my favorite thing we're doing right now so right now um we have a tools for your toolbox page so starting with season three the first episode um each week with the episode there is a free you can just download it from our website workbook that's interactive so you can fill it out on your phone or your computer or print it out whatever you want to do with prompts from the episode where you can like take these tangible things with you that way you know if you want to do something you can and you can hold yourself accountable to it and you can really document how it feels for you so these are free and available to you and there's a whole page for it so each episode will have it linked in the like blog posts that accompanies the episode and then there's also just a page where all of them are in one place and i'm really proud of them with reason the way and and the these
1: graphics you guys like the, just the whole vibe of it because it is downloadable it's like you can create your own journal out of it basically or you can just look at it and then like not download it or print it out or anything but just wait is it fillable can they fill it out on the thing did you just say yeah that? it's
0: interactive yeah. they can they can fill it out on their phone they can fill it out on a computer they can um, do it on their tablet or they could print it out and also just write on it so it's it's interactive they can use it however they want do you hear how archaic my brain is it's like must print and write out
1: for it there are to lots work. Of people like that <laughs>
0: Like um um, I know even though I'm super into technology and um, I'll, I'll still do stuff on the computer a lot. One of the things that helps my brain the most with processing like a a large project is to sit there and write out like manually write out all of the steps of what I need to do, and then I never even have to look at that list again. It's just the act of like getting it out of my brain. Um, I kind of think about it like getting all the as out, mm-hmm. um, the ah. Uh, <laughs> So I actually found a notebook from years ago when I was I was cleaning. I recently cleaned um, a little bit of a, an ADHD uh, nest of mine, a, a little little dune pile. And I found this notebook from years ago. And this notebook was just half full of just me making random lists. Nothing's marked off. Nothing's checked off. It's just my brain dump over and over again for like a year. Doesn't that feel so really good, cool. though? That's yeah.
1: something that I personally find to be incredibly helpful is just getting it out on paper because then you don't have to hold it in your brain and in your mind anymore but also something that Megan and I just at our cores we really authentically enjoy um like how do you like the tangent like doing the work in regards to like writing stuff down and doing the thing. And for me being able to see just knowing that there is a place that tools exist from all the things that Megan and I have talked about on this podcast and discussed and that you guys can all take that and implement that or not, you know, but that just that it exists out there for me, that feels like, uh, I am, Part of a co-creative process where I am assisting. Sorry, someone sent me a message and my phone's not on silent. Where it feels like I'm assisting in the process of helping create a platform for other people to look at themselves more in depth. And as you all can hear, you know, these are tools that I didn't provide for myself early on. Like, you know, it almost feels as if 15, 16, 17-year-old me is healing through the process of creating this podcast and working on these things with Megan because I'm now showing up for myself in a way that I didn't show up for myself then and time is not linear so in showing up for myself now I am showing up for her then and little did I know that all of the you know all of the experiences I went through then that caused me pain we're a platform for being able to build this with you, Megan, here and now, and so that we can be in service in a new way. So I'm just really grateful. And it feels like a full circle moment to me.
0: I also just really like teaching. I like sharing bits of knowledge and I like being able to use my like years of doing course design and, and stuff to be able to create something that really gives back to the community. And even if it's only just like one person that has ever downloaded a thing, if it helped them, that's really cool to me. And it's worth the, like, 30 minutes of effort each week for me to make something like that. And they're
1: beautiful. If for no other reason, like, if you don't want to use it, that's cool. But check out the graphics. Because they're really, it's just pretty. <laughs> like, the whole, the whole way that Megan designed the website is just really
0: um, unique. I think it's very unique. Oh, I didn't even, did I tell you that I redesigned the homepage? <laughs> you did? Uh, it's not like a big overhaul, but I did I did change the homepage up a little bit on Monday, I think, when I was um making the tools for the toolbox on the homepage and then adding it to everything because I realized I had failed to do that. So I changed a little bit about that and our about page is a little bit different.
1: Oh my gosh, we I should love look that. at our
0: bios and maybe update them. I did that already. Okay, good. I'll I'll look at mine. I, yeah, I literally
1: that's so funny because I went in and read it and um recently and was like, "Oh my gosh, I love this, Megan. These colors are so beautiful. I would all, these colors feel like nebulas to me, which is great because it's like birth of you know new universes. Um, yeah, I read my bio recently and was like, "Oh, here we go, changing again." And so then I redid it. But um, anyone who knows me, you know, just so you all know, um, my Instagram, my TikTok, my YouTube, my personal patreon, everything is always changing all the time the content that's available, the services that I'm providing, the way that I'm presenting myself and I no longer have guilt or shame about that. And instead I'm just like, Oh, okay. I'm someone who's like always changing and constantly in flux. And so, um, yeah, I'm sure I will change that bio many more times to come.
0: I think that, I mean, whenever I did your website, one of the things that we specifically talked about was making sure it was done in a way where you can just update it really easily. Because mm-hmm. I know that it's really part of your growth process. Because whenever you have a change in your, and I don't know if you know this about yourself, but this is from an outside perspective, and whenever you have a change that you're undergoing and you're like pivoting in your direction, you solidify, you anchor in that timeline by tangibly changing things like your service offerings or your website or your your bios or or whatever it is that you're doing as like a way to anchor in that timeline that you're trying to attract to you. Oh,
1: that's fascinating.
0: In my mind,
1: that's so interesting. In my mind, I'm just like, this is not an accurate reflection of me. I must change to be an integrity. (laughs) It's to me, it feels much more like, um, like what, like, yeah, like one of the things that I'm really passionate about, but it's hilarious because have been not necessarily always accurate with, but trying again, and like, I'm going to keep learning from my mistakes and I'm going to keep getting better and better, better and better at this, but is to be honest with myself and in integrity with how I present myself, so anytime I see something that's like no longer what feels like me anymore, I feel um, that I owe it to myself to make that an accurate reflection. And I guess that makes sense because it's like one and the same. In doing that, I'm anchoring the timeline, and in anchoring the timeline, I'm doing that. But um, thank you for that. Also, you guys, I just want you to know I'm looking at this new homepage right now. Uh, Woo as fuck. Dot space, not dot com, but dot space. It's got the cool, coolest stuff on here. Hey,
0: can we add that sweatshirt? Oh, yeah. I was going to do that on Monday, and I forgot about it.
1: Um, anyone who has seen my sweatshirt and asked uh, when it will be available or if it's available, um, check the website because it will be there. Right now, there's shirts and tank tops. Where We really aren't about merch. We're not trying to promote our merch, but some of you have reached out to me personally asking about a specific sweatshirt. So if you're one of those people... Um, this is where you would find that.
0: Yes, I will get that added after the podcast. You keep bugging me about it and I keep failing to do it because Sorry, it's like it's because I keep getting bugged about it. <laughs> yeah. So in fact, like the only people who have ever bought our merch is like your mom and and you and me. Yep. And I literally um, bought it, you guys.
1: I didn't get it for free. I was like, no, I want it. I'm in support of this. And um, and then my mom bought a bunch of stuff too. My mom is so supportive of this podcast. I really, I really appreciate her.
0: So yes, if you at any point want something, it's there, it's cool. I don't really care if you, you buy anything or not. It was more of um an act of taking up space. And also, I guess originally Woo was Fuck was going to be like a merch brand, because we talked about doing um merch and it would be really cool if there was like um funky and fun woo designs where you could like have really cool shirts and bags and stuff that were designed with intention and that was where it was originally going to be. And then it just turned into a podcast and I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> Isn't that funny?
1: So talking about like intuition, flow and alignment, that's literally how it started. But yeah, the the original intention was we wanted cool, fun shit to like wear and we knew that other people would be into it. And then now it's literally the, the, it's, we don't, (laughs) it's like not even part of our thing. It's there. But I got to say the thing I love the most about our merch is the design that Megan did she did a very specific design that's a triangle with an eye and um someday that will be a tattoo of mine I love it so much and I really love that Megan just got to be uh utilize her creative expression through these designs because they were all designed by her and the colors are really fun too but um again we don't care if you buy it or not it's no big deal we just uh that sweatshirt is available, and it's so comfortable too. That is one thing. The mater- I will say that the material of this stuff, because I own all of it, I got really excited when we first did this. The actual materials are so damn soft. So
0: yeah, I'm I'm super picky about shirts and stuff um, because I, I have textural issues, and if if something is rough at all, I can't focus. Um, so if like I have jeans on that are kind of like a little stabby, or a shirt that's like a little bit rough inside, or a hoodie. Ooh, that hoodie feeling when it's like old and worn and it's kind of like prickly. Mm mm, I can't do it. I can't do it. Just thinking about it, my skin hurts. Um, but the stuff that I have from the the merch that we have is is really soft and nice, and so I wear it a lot at home. I love it all, and I'm just again looking at this homepage right now. I'm really proud of you,
1: Megan. This is absolutely beautiful. It's gorgeous. Thank you for thank you for creating these cool swirlies that move around. I like those. I don't even know what you would call those, and I don't know how you make them move like
0: that, but they're really
1: cool looking, and they're
0: like. I thought it would be fun on our about page. It kind of feels like auras to me. Yes.
1: When I was about to say, so when I was five, my favorite color, if you asked me my favorite color, I would have told you sparkly pink and purple, very specific sparkly pink and purple. And while these colors are not sparkly, it it's like five-year-old Missa. That was my name. M-I-S-S-A is sees this and just gets so stoked. And for me, it's constantly, my life is constantly working backwards. Being here, recording this podcast feels like a very backwards but forwards moment. And then just knowing that somehow the homepage of this podcast that I never intended to create with you, but just birthed into existence is literally Missa's favorite colors. It's just kind of like, what in the world? (laughs)
0: Life's crazy. Life is crazy. But, um, check out our tools if you want to, if you feel like you want to work with that. If you want to check out our Patreon, we do a lot of different things on there. Um, and it's fun. We, and like we, you guys, the Patreon gets like the behind the scenes of a lot of stuff and bonus extra stuff. And it's just fun. I think we've been putting most of our energy into Patreon, to be honest, in the last month or so.
1: Yeah. To me, it feels like, um, uh, again, I talked about this in the beginning of the episode a little bit, um, I freely give out my energy and, uh, and I've been recognizing how that's not serving me. And I had a very specific dream where I was basically told, protect your energy, ground yourself, don't share everything with everyone and recognize that there is a time and a place. And so I've been really monitoring myself in a different way because of that. And it's felt really, really good. It's felt really good. There is a time and a place Not everything's meant to be shared always. And I feel very safe, very seen, very supported on the Patreon platform. And so that is where I will continue to save more sensitive subjects
0: for. I agree. So I hope you guys are all having a wonderful day. Thank you for experiencing us and being part of our journey. And uh, we'll talk next week. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. (laughs)